Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, What Time Is It? Preach April the 29th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 11. What time is it? People ask that question all the time. I panic if I forgot to take my watch with me. I'm already late. I forgot to set my alarm and so on. Time is a creature of God. God gives us life. So time is a gift from God. And the time is very limited. And God's work in time deals with the history of the nations and the history of God's people, redemptive history. And his work can be represented by two concentric circles. The larger outer circle deals with the history of the nations. And the smaller inner circle deals with the church, the history of the people of God. What is God really doing in time, in history? He is creating a people for himself, a people who are called his treasure, his portion, his inheritance. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are God's treasure. Time. Time is called this age in the Bible in contrast to the coming age of the kingdom of God which is even now breaking into this age. This age is called evil age. So we read in Galatians 1 verse 4, Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age. This age is moral darkness. This age is called night The God of this age is the devil. And we are told the whole world lies under his total control. He is the enemy of God. And the enemy of all good. And the enemy of Jesus Christ. And the enemy of his holy people. And he has blinded, we are told, the minds of every son of Adam. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Every unbeliever is a child of the devil who does the will of Satan Daily, continuously. 
Every unbeliever is a slave of sin. So there are two peoples in the world. Those who are the children of the devil and so live in darkness. And they may live in the same house. Children of the devil who are darkness and live in darkness. Then there are the children of God. The children of the light. Who walk in the light. Doing the will of God in this present evil age. We are those people. And we alone know the time. So we read a daughter's torn Chiron. Knowing the time. That's the first point. Knowing the time. The commentator G.B. Wilson says this. The recognition of the eternal importance of the present time is the factor which regulates the conduct of the believer. This reminder of the forthcoming consummation is therefore a powerful stimulus to ethical endeavor. Knowing that time is a powerful stimulus to holy life. What time is it? It is the time between the first coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ into this dark world. Yes, there is darkness. There is moral evil everywhere. This is night, yet Jesus is the light of the world. And his people are the light of the world. They are called the children of light. And Paul tells us, you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And elsewhere he tells us, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ in the gospel. Therefore, it is God's favorable time. It is the year of the Lord's favor to proclaim liberty to captives, sight to the blind, and good news to the poor. Isaiah says in Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. It is the time of the gospel proclamation, sir. The gospel, we are told, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To all the peoples of the world, 
The gospel reveals the righteousness of God and it is clearly stated in Romans 3, 21 through 26. Romans 3, 21, but now, that is at this present time, now, a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. Romans 3.26, he did this to demonstrate his justice at the present time. So as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. And St. Peter says in Acts 2.17, in the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And these are the last days. St. John says in 1 John chapter 2, Dear children, this is the last hour. And Paul says, Jesus Christ has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Friends, only Christians know the significance of this present time. Remember the legion demon man. Jesus cast out all those demons from him. And so we read in Luke 8 and verse 35, we see him closed sitting down and in his right mind enjoying fellowship with Jesus. Even so, God's people are given sound mind to understand reality. Only true Christians have the ability to think correctly and truly. He understands the Holy Scriptures by the Holy Spirit who dwells in him. He is no longer deceived by the devil, the father of all lies. Unbelievers are blinded by the devil. They are devoid of eternal life. They are without Holy Spirit. They cannot understand spiritual things. They cannot tell time. They walk in darkness and they stumble and they fall. They hate the light because their deeds are evil. They are having so much fun as they hurl themselves into the Grand Canyon of eternal destruction. What time is it? Believer answers, it is the time of great darkness. It is the time when the devil is ruling. It is the time of evil being everywhere. But it is also the time of the gospel light. 
It is the time when people are being rescued by the message of the cross. Paul says in Colossians 1.13, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. What time is it? It is the last days. It is the time when Jesus Christ has defeated all his enemies by his death on the cross. So it is a time when a believer can resist the devil and the devil flees from him. Yes, the light has been breaking into this world's darkness. It is a time of both darkness and light. This time has its terminus in the coming consummation when there shall be no more darkness. Only the light of the noonday sun. It is the last epoch of the world history. Friends, the time is short. Peter says in chapter 4 of first epistle verse 7, the end of all things is near. And St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7.29, what I mean, brothers, is that the time is short. And he says in 1 Corinthians 7.31, for this world in its present form is passing away. The darkness will end, friends, when Christ comes again. His coming is imminent. It is the next event in God's plan. But no one knows the day or the hour. We are living between the ages when there is both darkness and plenty of light. The unbelieving scientist, the techie, The philosopher, the politician, and the rich man cannot discern the time. They are like the Pharisees whom Jesus rebuked. He said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say it is going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say it is going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret the present time? And he tells us in Luke 19 and verse 44, they will dash you to the ground because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. They are like Nabal, the fool, who was incompetent to discern the time. And therefore he failed to support David, the chosen of God. But there were many others who discerned the time and came to support David. And not the demonized Saul whom God 
rejected. So we read in 1 Chronicles 12.32, men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, they came to support David. They rejected the kingship of Saul. What time is it? It is a crucial time for a sinner. It is time for you to hear the gospel. It is time for you to repent and believe in Jesus Christ. It is time for you to be saved from the wrath of God. It is therefore an opportune time for every sinner. Number two, the hour has come to awake out of sleep. Friends understand that this letter was written to Christians. We read the same exhortation also in Ephesians 5. Wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Christians, in other words, are asleep. The alarm is ringing, yet Christians are still sleeping. Parents are preaching the gospel Yet the Christians are sleeping. Pastors are exhorting, but the kids are sleeping. Christians think it is still night. The night is over. The day has come. Saints of God hear the words of rebuke. Rebuke by the Holy Apostle. The hour has come for us to wake out of sleep. The hour is already here. So awake from sleep. We are sons of the light. You can read 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 8. Sleeping Christian in the daytime. Are you lethargic? Are you worldly? Don't continue your past sinful life. For us, the hour has come to wake up from all slumber. St. John says in 1 John 2, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolater, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. 
And that is what some of you were. But don't do it again. First Peter 4 verse 3. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing and detestable idolatry. And we read in Titus 3, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But no more. Ephesians 4, 17, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. We are not darkness. We are not in darkness. We were. But now we are light in the Lord. So it is time to awake. The alarm is going. Your parents are exhorting. Your pastor is exhorting. Awake out of sleep. And behave as God's people. Jesus said you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp. And put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand. and, And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. That they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Wake up. Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. The disciples slept when Jesus transfigured before them. They slept at Gethsemane. And failed to pray. So they entered into temptation. Friends we are to watch. We are to pray. We are to awaken the dawn. Don't be like the church of Sardis. And let's hear the rebuke. That Jesus gave to the church of Sardis. To the angel of the church of Sardis. Right. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore... What you have received and heard, obey it and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you. Don't be like the church of Laodicea. Jesus said, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. Wake up! For the hour has come for you to wake up. We are pilgrims. 
traveling on the highway of holiness to Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to dwell with him forever. We are not to be deflected by the vanity fair of this world, its glitz, its fun, sports, power, riches, partying, technologies, and immoralities. Jesus said to the rich fool, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Make God, friends, your treasure. Be rich toward God. A sleeping Christian is unaware of what is going on. He is undiscerning. He is an idler. He is not working for God. We are saved to do good works. We are saved to shine. We are saved to witness to Jesus Christ. What are we doing still in bed? Get up. Get to work. How can you sleep, friends, while others are working hard for God? Be like Jesus. He was a hard worker. He said, my food is to do the will of God who sent me and to finish his work. He said in John 5, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am sleeping. No, I too am working. John 9 verse 4, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. John 17 verse 4, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And from the cross he cried out, it is finished. Time is short, friends. Time is running out. Eschatological time as well as your personal time. Soon we all must die. Let us work for God redeeming the time before we die. That the master may say to us, well done, good and faithful servant, come and share your master's happiness. Get up, get dressed, and get to work. The devil, the demons, and the wicked are working constantly. So we read in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil and demons do not sleep. Sleeping Christian reveals a certain moral indifference, a certain love for this world. He is an antinomian. He is a Christian in name only. He received Jesus as Savior but rejected him as Lord. Beware! Get up! Get to work. Otherwise Christ will tell you on that day, depart from me, you lawless ones. Number three, sir. Now our salvation is nearer than when we believe. You say you believed in Jesus in 1970? 
I say to you that your salvation, the fullness of your salvation is 42 years nearer. Every day brings us closer to meeting Jesus. You were saved in 1970. You are being saved now and you'll be saved any day. Christ may come today or you may die today and meet him in paradise. Either way, we'll be with Christ. When a Christian dies, it is precious in God's sight. It is a blessed event. It is a better condition to be in. It is gain, not loss for us. It is to be with Christ forever. So we read in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will be with the Lord forever. And Paul says in view of his death, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ which is better by far. It is the crowning day. It is the day we will receive the crown of righteousness, the crown of life, and the crown of glory. Yes, our salvation is nearer now than when we believed. Our Lord will come to us or we will go to him. The question is, have you believed in Jesus Christ alone to serve him alone all your life? The superarching purpose of our present existence in this present evil age is to believe in Jesus and be saved from God's wrath. Friends, two different destinies await every person. Eternal life or eternal death. I counsel you to believe in Jesus now. He alone gives us eternal life. For he alone is our atonement. Number four. Night is almost gone. Day is almost here. The wicked are in darkness and they are darkness. They are blind. They always stumble and fall. They are dazed and confused. They know nothing correctly. They stumble into hell. Jesus Christ has come. The light has come into this world as the light of the world. Darkness cannot defeat light. Jesus Christ by his life and by his death and by his resurrection defeated all evil powers once and for all. And so we read in Colossians 2 and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. Friends, the prince of this world is defeated. The God of this world is defeated. The devil is defeated. Death is defeated by Jesus Christ. The eschatological day is almost here. The Lord is near. The Lord is coming soon. 
Paul says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Revelation 22 verse 12. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. He's coming soon. We have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and the devil. Friends, we are all sons of light. We are all sons of day. We do not belong to the night. We belong to the day. The day, the great day, the day of God, the day of the Lord, the day of Christ. He's almost here. Soon darkness will be totally eliminated. We all will be glorified to shine like the sun. No more darkness, no more sorrow, only joy unspeakable and full of glory. We shall see him face to face and we shall be like him. Soon the Lord Jesus Christ will throw the devil and all the wicked into the lake of fire. As we read in Revelation 20, 10 through 15. So by way of conclusion... What time is it? It is time to get up, get dressed, and get to work. Get to work, sir. I remember preaching from Isaiah 21 verse 11 many, many years ago. Watchman, what of the night? And the watchman is the pastor. Watchman, your parents, watchman. Having looked into the Bible, gives the answer, morning is coming, but also the night. Morning, friends, is coming for those who believed in Jesus. To them, no more night. And we read in Proverbs 4, verse 18, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the watchman again looks into the scriptures and he says, wait a minute, I see something else. But also the night. Night of hell without any common grace or gospel proclamation. Friends, hell is pitch darkness. It cannot be described by any human being. Nothing like it exists in this present evil age. It is a lake of fire. It is sheer misery for all rebels. So we read in Proverbs 4 verse 19 but the way of the wicked is like what's a deep darkness. They do not know what make them stumble. Friends I appeal to you first repent believe and be saved. Your eternity depends on it. Second now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now when you are alive and you are here and you are listening to the watchman. Number three, the gospel is clearly presented in this book of Romans, especially Romans 3, 21 through 26. Learn it, study it, and do what it tells you. 
Number four, live as sons of light, declaring the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you are light of the world. Number five, life and time are gifts from God and you must give him therefore an account on the last day for every word you thought and spoke and every deed you did. Number six, time is short for all people. It is daily shrinking. Number seven, when you reflect and meditate and think at 3 a.m. in the night. You know you wasted already much time. Number eight, redeem the time remaining by knowing and doing the will of God with speed. Jonathan Edwards as a teenager said this. It was one of his resolutions never to lose one moment of time, but to improve it in the most profitable way. Number nine, blessed are you, children, if you serve God all your life. Like Joseph, Josiah, Daniel, the three Hebrew children, and above all, Jesus, our Savior. Number ten, Think about the great reward that is waiting for you. And so we read in Revelation 22 verse 12 from the mouth of Jesus Christ. Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give it to everyone according to what he has done. It is my prayer that you will do. You will know what time it is and you will get up and get rest and get to work for the glory of God and for our eternal happiness. Heavenly Father, we pray you help us to do just that. We pray that you help Christians to awake and be alert and get to work. And we pray for those who never trusted in Jesus Christ. Help them that this is the time of God's favor. This is the time of gospel proclamation. Enable them to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. In Jesus' name, amen.